Sam Valentine here bringing you a bonus episode of the One Broke Actress podcast. That's right, just when you thought you were rid of me, I'm coming in hot with a bonus episode. (laughs) Guys, there is so much content going on right now. Holy shit, it's so overwhelming. I don't know about you guys, but um, I started to make that list of everything that was going on. I posted about it on my Instagram, um, and then I found out Jenna Doolittle already basically did it. Uh, So if you haven't joined yet her email list, there's a link in my bio on One Broke Actress on Instagram. I highly recommend. She's really organized all of the content, all of the lives, all of the open calls um, that are going on right now. Um, Also, I should say, if you feel like overwhelmed, like what am I even doing with my time? Should I be doing all this? And then you feel bad when you don't do it. Um, that's okay too. You don't have to do any of these things. And if quarantine ends and you haven't done 17 online classes and everyone's yoga workouts and hit workouts and didn't enter every monologue slam competition, I just want to let you know that you're still an actor. So you don't need anyone's permission. You don't have to check a box. But if it makes you feel good and you can fit it into your resting, taking care of yourself schedule, I would recommend doing a couple things, but only if you want to. I'm just doing a couple. I'm not trying to attend every live. I'm not trying to do every possible scene. I just, I am just doing enough that at the end of the day, I feel like I've done something and I am creatively fulfilled. And some days that just means reading a book and drinking a bottle of wine. Not all days though, because... We can't afford the cirrhosis to deliver during quarantine when the hospitals are full. Guys, if you haven't gone out and done something like given blood, um, I would highly recommend that if you are a healthy individual, um, that's just a little thing for free you can do to help out right now. Um, I also know that in some areas, Meals on Wheels is currently trying to find volunteers because it's a program usually headed by elderly people for other elderly people. And I believe right now they are trying to look for people to help deliver meals. So I'll put that, all that notes Uh, in the show notes for you guys if you're looking for a way to help out and maybe get outside of yourselves for a second because I know if you guys are anything like me I've been stuck in my own bread bread (laughs) Jesus God (laughs) that's where my brain is at in the carbs in my kitchen I have been stuck in my own head kind of worrying about myself and sometimes volunteering or giving something of my time or energy uh, really helps me feel better and a little more grounded just to get outside of myself so anyway Let's get to a bonus podcast episode. Yes. Romani Leah. Oh my gosh. I was so excited when I heard about the program that she started with fellow casting directors called the Casting Directors Cut. Now, I started uh, speaking with her before quarantine really happened. So we are going to speak a lot about lots of different topics. We're going to talk about casting and doing things from virtual calls and being at home and some advice for that um, and kind of what she thinks your daily schedule should contain, kind of what boxes to check. But we also really do talk a lot about the casting director's cut, which if you've seen any of their lives, they're doing a lot of conversations with casting directors and casting directors cut is based on getting the best reel possible for actors it's a genius idea and you're going to hear more about it in this episode but I uh, should tell you that it is a service so it does cost money Um, I know right now everyone is strapped completely for cash I know a lot of you are like me and on unemployment right now 
Um, so just think of this as a bonus content episode and something for you to file away for your finances for when we can get back into things. However, if your financial situation is great um, and you are in good shape, then what better time to get your reel re-edited than by a casting director who knows what looks good on a reel and calls people in because of them. We also hit upon slate shots, um, how to self-tape properly for virtual calls from home. This is my first Zoom interview. I don't love the audio. I just love face-to-face interaction, but it was actually really, really lovely, and I think it turned out really well. So I hope this just adds a little something to your day. Also, I'll leave you guys with this, and I'll mention it at the end as well, but um, she sent us a special code for you guys. So if you want to use BROKE10, when you sign up for the casting director's cut, whether that be now or someday in the future, you can get $10 off any package. So yeah, hello. I mean, I'm going to do it as soon as I'm back uh, back on my feet, you know? All right, guys, without further ado, please enjoy Romani and the casting director's cut. I think this is, okay, cool. It should be recording. So um, do you just want to uh, start off by like kind of introducing yourself and kind of some of the work you've done, just like a brief overview of like who yeah. you are in the casting world? Yeah. So I have been casting for a little over 10 years now, um, mostly in television, um, dabbled in a few movies, but mostly TV and mostly in drama. So a lot of the like post-apocalyptic end of the world, very, um, meta with what's going on right now but um yeah so a lot a lot of the drama stuff is kind of where I've um had the bulk of my work I just right before this wrapped um a comedy series for Netflix which was really really fun and a nice change of pace but um TV is kind of my and my go-to Cool. Why'd you get into casting specifically? I'm always curious what draws me. Yeah, I know. Everyone has their own story, right? Um, For me, I, it kind of stemmed back all the way to film school. Um, I, well, I was a theater major before I switched to film, but much like a lot of us realized, like, what am I going to do with a theater degree? Like, I don't know if I really like this. I don't know if I want to make a career out of it. Um, so then my parents suggested, well, why don't you apply for film school? Because that's a lot more reliable. <laughs> um, so I was like, sure, I'll do it. I knew nothing about filmmaking. I was the only film student in the school to never have seen The Godfather. It was really embarrassing. Um, so I was like the weakest link, basically, except for I knew all the theater people. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it came to casting everyone's projects, I was kind of the go-to person of, hey, can you find some actors to do this? And I just was kind of, that was kind of my one thing that I brought to it. And so when I moved to LA, it just kind of, um, it just made sense. And, you know, it took a while to kind of figure out where you start. Back then, internships were still really big. So mm-hmm. I was lucky and I was able to get in with an in, as an internship and learned a lot and realized it was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Um, but, you know, that interning turned into being an assistant, the assistant turned into being an associate, and the associate turned into being a co-casting director, and along with casting some on my own stuff too. So cool. that was kind of the, the trajectory. Yeah. Oh, what a funny end. That's awesome. Yeah. I also went to theater school. It's uh... <laughs> I mean – it's a, lot right? of fun. it's a lot of fun but it's like if I, for yeah. any, any of us 
you really don't need any sort of degree. I didn't realize that at the time, but, um, you know. Yeah, do you, when, uh, now I'm just curious because you are, you did go originally to school for theater. Do you notice when people have that on their resume? I don't notice it when they have it on their resume, but I can tell for sure when people have a pretty strong theater background. And I think most casting directors can, but there are for sure some actors who it is so hard to take the theater out of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so a lot of actors are able to adapt, but it's sometimes very difficult. Like it just doesn't compute. <laughs> Yeah, almost. So just yeah. bring it in. It's hard. I mean, well, especially, I don't know. I came out here when I was like 20 years old and I was like, I'm an actor. And it was like, I'm doing a lot of things with my hands and that's what I did on yeah. camera. And it yeah. just did not yeah. compute at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what you're used to. You're used to projecting to an audience and kind of being a little bit larger than life, which is kind of the opposite of TV and yeah. film. Yeah. I've had to calm down quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So I kind of want to talk to you mainly about two specific things. Say, listen, mm -hmm. I could talk to cast directors for forever because I, yeah. I love people and I'm fascinated by picking them. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but I would love to, I want, one, I want to talk about the casting director's cut. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it now or later, whatever you mm -hmm. And then I also want to talk about, we are kind of entering a new era and I think it was ushered in much quicker because of the pandemic, um, yeah. but the online casting mm -hmm. and the taking meetings in this format, like I'm looking you yes. through a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me start with that. And it's totally going to lead into the gas directors cut because awesome. in a way they're related. So That'd yeah. Be so before... Before the pandemic, um, <laughs> well, we many were, years ago, <laughs> many, many years ago, um, <clears throat> we were kind of heading into the, a more digital age. And you'll probably notice that in the sense of we were starting to put a lot more people, not only with self tapes, but we were starting to put a lot more people on tape for producers. Right. I don't know if you've experienced that. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past, we would pre-read a lot of people and then bring back our favorites and then have a producer session, which was a callback. Mm -hmm. um, what we've seen as a trend in casting, and I'm sure you know, you've noticed this too, is producers are writers and they're busy people. You know, they have deadlines. It's it's hard to find a couple hours to get the showrunner the writer of the episode, maybe a co-EP, whoever wants to be there, all at the same time in that prep schedule to, together for a producer session. I'm not saying it doesn't still happen. A lot of offices do still have pre-read and producer sessions. I just worked on a series that that was how they operated. It's just how they've always done things and they weren't gonna change that, which is fine, but I hadn't done a pre-read session in seven years prior to that. So. What that means for actors is that we're starting to spend a little bit of extra time looking at actors' reels. We always looked at reels before, but in a way, that reel is so important that it's becoming almost your pre-read. You uh, know, it's, okay. uh -huh. it's like becoming that initial audition to show us your ability. And then we'll, you know, bring in a certain amount of people and then 
The nice thing about that is we have the ability to really work on getting the take that's going to book you the job, which is what our job is, right? Um, so in a sense, that audition is really like a, like a workshop where we together work together to get that take because there's no producers in the room. It's just you and casting and we are going to work together. We're not going to let you leave that door until we get the take that we believe is going to get you this job. I mean, that so, alone takes a lot of pressure off of auditions. <laughs> like thinking of it as a workshop yeah. sounds so much more fun too. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how I like to think of it. You know, you're not coming in to impress anybody. I mean, maybe in, in a, in a small sense, but if we see some potential there, we're not going to let you leave until we get the take that we are excited to send producers, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then we send them the link of all of our favorite people and then they obviously choose from there. And then there's a lengthy approval process. Um, but that really puts a lot of emphasis on your reel. And I've always advocated for actors to spend the bulk of their time working on that because again with kind of just spending a little of extra time to find the best people to bring in on the first round with the amount of content out there we have they give us almost no time to cast these things and we really need to get it right within a short amount of time and the way for us to do that most efficiently is to see the actor's ability before we bring them in, which is what mm -hmm. your reel is for. Um, and uh, I think common misconception is that we don't watch reels, you know, and we, that's the bulk of what we do. I mean, when we release a breakdown, it's like, I'm like, got one of the, one of these bad boys, my hydroplast. <laughs> and I essential, like essential tools. Essentials. I kick my, you know, get a, get a couple snacks. And I'm just going to be watching reels all day long, you know, and I'm not going to be watching the entirety of someone's reel because there's just not enough hours in the day, but I am going to skip forward and watch a few seconds of each clip. And I, so with watching reels hours upon hours upon hours and days, it's just, I was constantly getting actors asking me, Hey, can you take a look at my reel? Can you give me some feedback? You know? And I, I really do like to do that as much as I can. Um, you know, I, I really do love actors and I, and I, it means a lot to be able to connect with them and just kind of help them along through this wild journey. But, um, a lot of the reels that I was watching, it was just, I would give them this advice and then they would say, Oh, well, that's a bummer because I just got it edited. I just like, you know, paid to have it edited. And I'm like, well, I, I want to give you actual advice. Your strongest work is towards the end of this reel and you have this like flashy montage that's just frustrating because we're going to have to skip forward to that because it doesn't, there's just not enough time for us to watch these things. You yeah. know, there's, it serves no purpose. So yeah, I was wondering um, what you thought about montages too. <laughs> it's just all it, all it does is it means we have to take extra time to skip past that. That's all that's it does. Fascinating. I feel yeah. like it's also kind of old school, right? Like I think it is, it is pretty old, but it's old school, but that's the majority of the reels that I, and I get really? it because it's so hard as an actor to find certain things for you to do, to be proactive. You want to do everything mm -hmm. right. But it really just comes down to focusing on the work and the few amount of tools that really matter, which is your work 
you're real, maybe your headshot, maybe. Like your headshot matters, but it's not like the grand scheme of things. Um, mm. And that's really it. I mean, sure, resume, whatever. And a lot of people will spend too much time formatting their resume. And sure, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. But at the end of the day, what matters the most and what is going to help you ultimately achieve the goals that you want, which are booking more jobs and getting more auditions. Yes. You know? So that's why I, I, I was honestly just talking this out loud with a coworker one day about how, you know, I wish that we could all come together and sort of tell actors in a way, um, what works best for us because what works best for us is going to work for you. Yeah. Um, and it always, it seems like it's very hard to get that sometimes. It feels like you're crossing a barrier to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, um, and part of that would be us obviously watching the footage, um, realizing what your strengths are, um, what is just fluff, as I like to call it, to your reel, um, and really curating something from a professional casting perspective what is going to work for you and then edit it to a standard that again makes our job easier which is more advantageous to you so it all just kind of clicked you know one day um and more than anything like i said this is really just about hopefully creating a dialogue, creating a standard so that we can all be on the same page and we can both be helping each other. I mean, that's the main goal of the casting director's cut. And um, it was great because I, I talked to a lot of casting directors about it and they were super excited. We have five casting directors right now, a sixth um, just joined, but I haven't announced it yet. Oh, um, awesome. She, she was just so excited by it. So I'm going to, um, post all about that probably next week but um it's just great and we you know I talked to CSA about it and they gave me their blessing and so there's a lot of there's a lot of positivity surrounding it so um that's fantastic I'm really excited about it yeah. Will you kind of walk me through how it works? Like, so for example yeah. I have a reel um mm -hmm. my reel is like a like a year actually it's two years old I was gonna refilm it um <clears throat> this week so obviously it's not happening <laughs> yeah um, things are pushed back. Uh, but so, so say I have a reel and I bring it to you. How does like break it down? Yeah. So there's, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So basically there's a, there's a few different packages that you can choose from and it kind I kind of go into explaining why the packages are the way they are. Meaning you can choose between a standard and a speed reel per genre. Okay. So um, a standard reel is basically for actors who have a good amount of footage and is just looking for a way to structure it so that we're only showing their, their biggest strengths um, and in a way that's going to, you know, help them the most. Mm -hmm. A speed reel is for actors who have, I guess I, I should have explained it the other way, but basically a speed reel is for actors who have like so much footage to choose from that they're really just looking for a, a quick 60 second highlight of all of that footage. And the okay. reason why I have both of those options is because in talking to a lot of different casting directors, I wanted to make sure that I was catering to the majority 
and the majority's process. And so it really comes down to the, the majority of us are going to start watching a reel. And if we see ability there, then we're going to skip forward and watch a few seconds of each clip. Okay. That's like the, the majority of casting directors. The highlight reel is a nice additional option to your standard reel for a couple of reasons. Um, one might be that we need to supplement your audition to producers. So whereas their process, they haven't watched reels, you know, as part of their day to day. So it's nice to have a 60 second reel option that highlights the absolute best of your work so that they don't feel obligated to watch, say a five minute reel, Got you know, it. whereas so it's like us, the appropriate <laughs> version of a montage. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. 100%. So I, while I don't think a speed reel is like a hundred percent necessary, like you don't have to have one. It's a really nice sort of bonus or option later down the road. It certainly helps us with our approval process, with getting producers on board. It's just a really quick thing for them to watch to say, okay, you're right. Her audition's awesome. And she has the experience and the ability to, to do this role for sure. Like I can see that in her other clips. Um, and the only time that I like to separate is by genre. So I don't like to mix comedy and drama. You know, coming from a, more of a drama background, when I'm watching reels, love me some comedy, but I don't need to watch that for what I'm casting generally. Okay. You know, I'm just gonna go to the drama reel and watch a few clips of that. Vice versa for somebody working in comedy who's really just looking for that comedic delivery and ability there. And the other times that I would kind of separate those reels is um, you know, if you have hosting experience and we're casting like a newscaster, that's a nice sort of its own genre of reel. Cause again, I won't need to ever see any hosting for the majority of the stuff that I cast, um, mm -hmm. or language. If you speak a specific language, language, it's nice to separate that out as well and things like that. Um, so would you, so yeah. would you think <laughs> of those as, uh, like when they, like, for example, when you go on, um, onto the casting websites, they ask you to clip them out. Would you do like a specific dramatic clip and a comedy clip? Or would you say like, this is a clip from a dark drama. This is a clip from a network drama. Like how specific would you get with that? So you kind of mean like separate clips versus a full reel? Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. Um, a lot of actors will say to me, oh, well, my agent or manager is only clicking on the appropriate clip for that role, right? Mm -hmm. You would hope so. Um, and I can't confirm that this is the case, you know, for everyone, but you have to remember the amount of content in a normal world, you know, when everything is up and running, the amount of content <laughs> that's out there and the incredible rate at which breakdowns are being released mm -hmm. and how many roles are just being released at one time, their main concern is getting their submissions in on time. Like, you know, cause that's obviously a huge factor is getting your submissions in on time in terms of, um, you know, are we going to be able to review all of the submissions? I, in my experience on my end, it very much looks as though agents are choosing everything 
I, I very, very rarely see a curated submission in terms of footage, not necessarily headshot. I do yeah. notice that agents spend a little bit of extra time selecting like that cop headshot for a cop role, but it's much easier to get out more and more clients if they're selecting everything. And I, and I'm sure there's an agent somewhere who's like, I don't do that. I take my time. But you know, again, it, it kind of just depends on the roster and the amount of content that's out there. The okay. other and issue with It's that, good to know that's even a button yeah. to just select all. <laughs> I, 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 I think so. I mean, I think that it's like, cause you have to think again, if there's a new breakdown coming out every few minutes and you're wanting to submit like 40 or so of your clients and you don't want to miss out on the other breakdowns. Um, and there's multiple roles that you're wanting to pitch for each, like a majority of, that's a lot of work, a lot. To, you know? Um, so from my end, I, when I'm looking at submissions, I'm getting submissions where I'm seeing like a whole list of clips and it gets really overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know? And the other issue with that is I have sat next to colleagues in the past where we're going through submissions and there's an actor that I'm really familiar with that she might not be familiar with. And, um, she'll click on the first clip that she sees and she's like, Oh, that he's totally wrong for this. And I'm like, well, hold on, wait, watch this clip from Mad Men or something like this is the clip that is going to be right for this role. And then she'll click on it and say, Oh, okay, now I see it. And that's my concern with separating clips is you risk a casting director clipping, clicking on the wrong clip and then moving on. Got it. Okay. Whereas got it. when you have a full reel, you know, at least you know that they're going to watch your strongest stuff for the first couple seconds. And if they like what they see, most likely they're going to keep skipping forward. So it's these little details that I've just witnessed, you know, over the years that I think makes a big difference ultimately on when you're on, if you're getting on an audition or not. Yeah, that's great info. Cause I've been told different things yeah. from uh, agents and managers. And I've been told mm -hmm. other things from uh, other people. And it just, it's very hard to know whose information to trust. I know. And I would <laughs> love to have like a giant round table discussion about this because I for one find it interesting to hear that from agents and managers, because they're obviously not doing what we're doing. They're mm -hmm. doing, they're doing something similar. They're submitting, but they're not reviewing you know, all of the submissions that come in, knowing the, the insane time crunch that we're on and, you know, I mean, listen, to set up. I will facilitate that round table and okay. that will be an episode for my next yeah. season. That is actually no, fun honestly, to get like an agent, yeah. a manager and a casting yeah. director. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm writing that down. Yeah. yeah. Because it, I, I sometimes just wonder where they come up with some of these <laughs> rules or ideas, you know, like I had an actor say to me the other day, um, my agent wants me to get new headshots again. And I'm like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, why, you know, I'm looking at your headshot and you look at it and she's like, Oh, well, it's been a year. I'm like that's their reasoning <laughs> because it's been a year. And I, I can't, I think it was a manager actually. And I guess her manager said, you know, Oh, you should update your headshots annually. And I'm like, but I don't care. Like if you look like your headshot, I don't care. Yeah. Isn't that, you know, um, so uh, this is why sometimes it feels like a money pit. <laughs> I know, I know. I no, know. I love, but I love what you're doing. Okay, so, so you're, you would, from your perspective, more suggest 
like drama reel, comedy reel, mm-hmm. and then if yes. you have specifics like language hosting, yeah. those kind of yes. things side. That's what I would suggest. And not to say if your agent or manager, or even you yourself is really just tied to or passionate about having separate clips up there, maybe because you yourself have found it advantageous when self-submitting, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I do suggest always having the full reel up there as an option, preferably, I don't know if you can order it. I think you can, but preferably Mm -hmm. like, you know, the first two are drama reel, comedy reel, bonus points if you put the year, because that lets us know it's updated, you know, like if we see like a 2020 drama reel, that's like awesome. You know, it's like an updated reel. Don't have to worry about it. And then if you really, really insist on having those separate clips, that's fine. Just put it underneath. Um, I'm okay with that. It's just when you see a list of clips, it's really overwhelming. It's like, what do you click on first? You know, especially if you're looking through a huge list of hundreds of people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so, and then, okay. So going into terms of that, so your options of the real, the speed real, and then from there. Yeah. So then you choose what you want, whether you want, I think the most popular one is just two standard reels. Like you have a good amount of footage and you just want a really solid comedy and drama reel. So then you would click that package and it would say, create my reel. And the first thing that you do is you, um, you can do either of these steps first, but I'd recommend uploading your footage first Mm -hmm. and you can upload, um, clips or you can upload your full reel if you're just wanting, or you can do both. I've had actors upload different clips and their full reel just to say, this is what my reel looked like before to give you some context. This is all of my footage. Um, And then we'll take a look at that. And then the next thing that you do is you schedule your consultation. So for each genre, it's a 20 minute phone consultation. That's great. So if you do two genres, it's a a full 40 minute consultation. Um, You'll schedule that online they'll set it up. And then basically that casting director will review, they'll get all of their footage on there and they'll review everything, jot down a bunch of notes, um, go over all of their thoughts on your footage, what they think your strengths are, what they would leave out because they think that it's not helping you. And I even like to go over sort of the order of things so that when they get their reel, they're not sort of surprised by it. I'll go through and I'll say, I'm choosing this first because it shows a lot of strength in this, these types of roles. And then I kind of want to go here to show this softer side of you. And then I think that this is a really, you know, and I'll say, I'm taking this out because that this happened yesterday with an actress who was really excited about this scandal booking she got, but the, the footage that she got out of it, unfortunately, you can't even see her face. Oh, I hate when that so, happens. I know it's such a bummer. Um, but she totally understood. And this is something that I told her and I, and I tell a lot of actors is to just put the trust in your tools that they each serve a purpose. So where your reel shows your ability and what you're capable of as an actor, your resume shows us your experience. So don't worry so much if we don't include that scandal clip where I can't even see you because if I look at your resume, I see that you have all these great co-star bookings and just trust that each tool serves its own purpose and that in the real, we're really just looking for two things and that's ability, like can you act and range? Like, is there, you know, is there range there? 
So those are the main things that I think a lot of us are taking into consideration when reviewing your footage and trying to curate something that speaks to both of those, both of those things. Um, so then, yeah, so then you'll have the consultation where we'll go over all of those things and then we edit it and then we'll send it over and then um, look it over and then everyone gets one free edit. So yeah. if there's something that you see that you, maybe you decided, you know what, at the end of the day, I have to have that one clip that you said I don't need, but it's just like it's something that really speaks to me and I need to have it. That's fine. You know, it's at, at the yeah. end of the day, you know yourself best. Um, so we'll, we'll add, add it back in or, or any other, you know, edits that you see. That's, this is so great. Now, let me ask you, so I know a lot of actors who struggle with we're all just like such head cases <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> struggle with knowing what our best work is, which is yeah. why this is great to have yes. an outside perspective yes. and yes. also knowing what our type is. And I know actors yeah. who that's changed as they've gotten older yeah. and it's, you know, it's varied throughout their career. And so I'm curious how much like type and branding comes into a little bit of this process. Yeah. So it totally does. And speaking to, um, that actress that I was just talking about yesterday, she very much so had a type, you know, my concern from my perspective and my experience with putting too much emphasis on type is that you do become a little bit typecast. You know, if that's something that you're looking for and that you're like, I only play cops and I only ever want to play cops, then you go for it, you know? <laughs> Obviously, I think most of us don't want that. So I'm trying to highlight someone's ability by saying, yes, this person plays these authoritative roles really well. They're really great for the procedural world, while also balancing that out with some more emotional, softer sides so that they can show that range. And that's what we did with her reel. Got it. And on top of that, if someone is missing something in their reel, if they, if their footage isn't showing what they're fully capable of, I am a big proponent of just assigning them a scene to put on tape in self-tape format. Okay, great. That leads me to my next question. Yes. Thank you. You're just doing my job for me. So yeah. how do you feel, because I've heard different opinions on this as well, about actors yeah. who don't have footage or so for example, mm -hmm. okay, so about two months ago, I cut off like seven inches of hair and it was like almost blonde and I saw I dyed it darkness. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. I did it for all the auditions I'm going on right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but because of that, like I don't have any footage yet that looks like this. So would Got you say, would you rather have my reel from 2018 or would you rather have some self-tape scenes? Like, how do you feel about that? It depends. It depends on, for me, it just depends on the quality of the acting. Okay. So if you have some really high quality footage, some really high quality acting going on, some just gems, but your hair is different, I'm going to be probably more forgiving to that because I know people change their looks and I know that if we were casting a blonde, um, and it was a show where we could accommodate that with a hair change and you were able to accommodate that, then I'm okay with it. Um, because at the end of the day, it's much easier to change the hair than the actor, you yeah. know? So I, again, if you were not 
super thrilled with that reel and you kind of wanted to start fresh, I think that's okay. But I think it's important not to discard the footage that really, you know, does something for you as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a hair change is, people change their hair all the time. I mean, even guys who are just like, they have giant beards and all of a sudden they shave it off and they kind of look like a new person. Right. But I mean, we're, we're aware that these are just physical changes that can pretty easily be fixed if we need them to. So would you, so then how about for an actor who is new? Cause we have a lot of actors who, especially who get their hands on the podcast, who are yeah. newer to LA, who are newer to the business. Yeah. Would you yeah. just prefer then, would you, I mean, it's hard because it's money to go out and spend on this, yeah, but it's I also know. so important, but would you yeah. rather they just have something up there and yeah. they're working on their reel? Yes. I have very strong opinions on this. <laughs> I love a strong opinion. <laughs> so here's my thought. And again, I've had this discussion with a lot of different casting directors lately. And I think we're, for them, and again, I don't speak for all casting directors, but in my opinion, what really matters is the the distraction factor. So I don't care if you're going to put a really great scene on tape and self-tape format, because half of the pitches that I'm getting from agents and managers anyway are self-tapes that they're sending me. So Mm -hmm. I don't mind watching a self-tape in someone's reel. However, if you do have the ability to go out and shoot something in a really professional way, that's, you know, has great lighting and great camera work and all of that stuff, um, that might be a great way to go about it. However, I do want to say when you watch someone's reel and you see a scene done in someone's kitchen and the audio is kind of off and it's kind of distorted and echoey and like you can't hear them very well and the editing is choppy, that's distracting and loses our focus. And we can't focus on the art that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling actors that they have to go out and get a really fancy service because the great alternative and just as viable of an option is putting a great scene on tape in self-tape format. And obviously there's some pretty clear do's and don'ts for Mm -hmm. self-taping, which a lot of casting directors these days kind of go over. There's so many resources out there for that. I can talk about it like if you want to, but um, as long as that distraction factor is not there, then I think it doesn't matter, matter which route you go. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's so good to know. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think, I mean, it's, you're kind of saying the same thing. Like it's good work, good, clean, professional work. And yeah, that can be done on an iPhone nowadays if you're really good. (laughs) But I've, I mean, I've seen, I've seen everything under the sun, you know? And when you watch scenes that are just like, it can be shot on a phone, but if it's sort of like this and this, and then like, you can't hear it. It's just like, we just lose focus. So I'm just like, I just want to move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, so many people in the list. Yeah. Like you just would skip it's, hard, it's hard to watch. I mean, really, I mean, I encourage you to watch some clips like that and it's just, it's hard to watch. So, and I, I don't mean that in, in like a mean way or anything. It's just, no. but you really want to f- help 
again, it's all about what's going to help us help you. I had a, so. uh, I had an acting teacher say like, if you're watching yourself tape back and you're not interested or yes. you're over it, yes. then they are too. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is gold. That, that sums it up so perfectly. Yes. And another thing that I've been saying lately is I've been watching a lot of actors choose scenes where they are hate acting it. And what I mean by that is if you've ever hate watched a series where you're like, I don't really want to see this, but I'm going to hate watch it because I know I have to, and I just want to get through it. That's how I feel when I'm watching actors choosing scenes that they don't actually want to do, but they're choosing because they feel like they have to show that they can do a procedural role or like that they can be a lawyer or a doctor, but they're hate acting it. And it's like, I can see, like, it's palpable, you know? <laughs> that is so funny that you can tell, because I can think of like, like, I'm not great procedurally. Like, I'm, yeah. I get bored of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know. Yeah. No, I shouldn't. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I'll do them. Who's ever listening? My phone number is. Right. <laughs> um, but I, but I just, it's not, it doesn't light me up. Right. Yeah. And if you yeah, get exactly. to pick your scenes, wouldn't you yeah. want to pick something that a hundred percent. And if you choose a scene that you connect with and you resonate with, that is going to be something that we connect with too. Mm, no. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, one more question in that regard to do with like mm -hmm. online profiles. Mm -hmm. Do you actually watch slate shots? Do we care? Oh. <laughs> I love this question. Um, so you've been kind of watching some of my IG lives. I've been asking, because mm -hmm. I obviously have strong opinions again on this. And I've been asking the agents and managers that have come on about this too, because I feel like slate shots are starting with agents and managers telling them they have to have slate shots. So I was trying to get like where this all came from. I can tell you, I was told that yeah. you had to have them to be at the top of the list. Okay. So yes. So let's talk about the algorithm. <laughs> so here's how it works. Yes. When you have a slate shot, your submission gets bumped to the top. But let's also talk about what that really means because it's sorted in, you know, a couple of ways. But the main way is if your footage, well, it's obviously in chronological order of submission. Mm -hmm. So the first submissions that come in first, and then as they're coming in, they're like rearranging them. But let's also remember that we as casting directors can rearrange the submissions however we want. Um, so there's that. And then your submissions are getting bumped to the top anyway, if you have any footage attached to your account. Okay. Which by the way, if you don't have any footage attached to your account and you're still getting auditions, I would love to pick your brain on how that's possible. I, please come on my podcast because yeah. you are in a anomaly. Yes. Like I'm fascinated by actors who don't, unless you're, you know, you're like a celebrity or something. I'm fascinated by actors who don't have any footage who are still somehow getting auditions. I don't know how that's possible, but <laughs> um, yeah. So basically if you have footage attached to your account, you're already getting bump to the top, so to speak. Okay. Um, and then sure, if you have a slate shot that gets bumped up even a little bit more, but if you're getting submitted in a timely manner by your agent or manager, which is, I would say a reasonable time is within 24 hours after the breakdown has been released, your submission is going to be seen. Okay. Period. We look through everything and I'm only speaking with 
my personal experience um, that in the past 10, 11 years, the casting directors that I have worked for, but if your submission isn't on time, we're gonna see the submission. So does it really matter? You know, because if you're the 400th actor, which is pretty high up there, honestly, um, and, you don't have, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't have a slate shot, your footage is gonna be watched you know, um, if, if you're physically right for the role. So I don't want to say that we watch every single reel, obviously in my, my own ex perspective, um, you know, when I first see a headshot that's physically in the realm of what we're looking for, then I'll jump in and take a look and I'll watch the first few seconds of the reel. And if I see ability again, I'll just kind of skip forward. Um, but that's kind of my own process. Um, so the other thing is like, so even if you do have a slate shot and I'm already in your account, I'm already like, okay, you look physically right. I'm going to pull it up and I see your reel and I see clips and I see your slate shot. If we have like, you know, eight hours to set up a full session for tomorrow, like who in God's name has time to watch slate shots? <laughs> you know, I mean, if you have time, to watch multiple actor slate shots, you have a pretty sweet gig. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're also like so boring. Like, well, yeah. I, I, uh, but the thing is, is like, and then some people will say, oh, they show my personality, but I'm also not gonna bring you in if there's nothing that shows your personality. But if you, if you have strong footage and you're physically right for the role, like I'm 100% gonna bring you in. <laughs> you know, personality or not. <laughs> no, this is great. And have a tood, and I might be annoyed, but if you're really good, I'm going to want to nail the role. So I'm going to send you to producers anyway. You know, I'm not saying right. don't have an attitude, but I'm just saying how low on the totem pole that falls. Um, no, that's so good have, to know. If you have one, I don't think it hurts you. If you're one of those people who doesn't have one and you feel like you need to do it, there are, in my opinion, better uses of your time and your money. I think it's yes. what, like five bucks or something? Five dollars per photo. And how, it's same, same with the slate shot? Uh, yeah, so, so for every, you get your slate shot. It's like I film a slate shot and I put it up for every photo I put it on, it's five dollars. You put it on, wait, wait, wait. I yes. thought a slate shot was just one clip. It is. It's one little like, hi, I'm Sam Valentine. I live in Los Angeles. And, and then that for picture? And then you have to pay per photo you add it to. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So you can't it. just like select it as media. It's connected to a photo. This is that so fun to teach know. you something. <laughs> I know. So if you have 10 photos, it's a hundred dollars. It's a fifty dollars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah, it's not chump change. No, they love our money. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. But this is so good to know that, like, I would rather spend it on, like, you could just, it, there's just so many other things that you yeah. can utilize it for. Yeah. That's so yeah. good to know. Totally. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, this is so awesome. I, I have so many more questions for you. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit past reels um, to... Yeah. I'm so curious because I have a lot of workshops going on right now or like acting things. They're all yeah. online. And I feel like, like you yeah. said, a lot of things is we're moving to this format. Do you have yeah. any, any good advice for actors for doing 
this kind of formatted yeah. audition or like I've had callbacks like this before and I'm like, oh God, should I like move yeah. the wall? Should I like yeah. kick everyone out of my house? Like what? Uh, just give, just cause I want to keep it for this yeah. Corona time, like a little more. Yeah, 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 for world. sure. I would say the only thing to keep in mind, if you're doing any sort of, even a self tape, but even if you're doing some sort of zoom audition, zoom workshop, there are no rules other than again, bringing up that distraction factor. If there's anything that's going to distract you, like right now, I know I don't know if anyone can see. I don't know if you're going to post this or anyone can see me. <laughs> just but I'm, like, audio. <laughs> I'm just barricaded in my three-year-old's room right now because otherwise so I will cute. be distracted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so if you're doing a workshop or a class, um, it's just about being able to focus on why you're there and what you're hoping to get out of it, which is just, you know, working on your craft and staying motivated and inspired. And so make sure that you're setting yourself up for that. Um, so whatever physical space that is in your house, um, it's hard right now, especially because we don't even really have anywhere to go. You know, like before you can maybe drive and go somewhere that's more remote, that's not even really an option. I actually did try doing some sort of zoom thing in my car and it was really uncomfortable. So I don't <laughs> recommend that. Um, <clears throat> but just, again, just, just finding a physical space where you can be alone, making sure that you don't have any distractions. I, um, put my phone on like, do not disturb mode hmm. and, um, just try to focus because it's really hard. I think that's why kind of weird analogy, but it's kind of why a lot of people prefer going to the gym versus doing in-home workouts because no, they're that just makes more motivated, you know? Um, I don't do like, I don't do well. I don't do good uh, work from home. Like I've been trying yeah, to do stuff for yeah, my podcast exactly. and this and that. And I just want to get, I need to, I would do better work at a coffee shop. I look around, I'm like, oh, I should dust yeah. my floorboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually, oh gosh. Yeah. I was going to say, if there was any way to, no, you can't really get together with anyone else. So scratch that idea, but <laughs> it really just figuring out where you're going to have the least distraction. And it, I think the key for all of us throughout this weird situation that we're all in, and this is a struggle for me, but really trying to have some form of structure and schedule and thinking ahead. I think even for people without kids or other obligations, it's really easy to just Netflix and chill, yeah. you know, but if you give yourself tasks and structure and lists and try to follow that the best that you can, you're going to find yourself into a better groove, into a better headspace, better mindset. Um, and so, and I think that goes into whatever classes that you do online, like first I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this because that's going to put me in a better headspace for my class. So if you're going to do a yoga class, maybe do it right before your acting class, you know, or, yeah. um, I learned this the hard way. I taught a class last week and I scheduled it right for noon and it went for like a little over two hours. And I was like, Oh my God, I haven't eaten lunch. <laughs> and I like, yeah. couldn't concentrate as well 
because I was starving. And it's just, you kind of forget that there's like rules in the world with the situation that we're in. 100%. You know? I don't know what meals I eat anymore yeah, in my life. Is I know. Enough. I'm like, okay, I need to feed myself. I need to shower daily. <laughs> like you gotta like forget to take care of yourself. So just, I mean, it seems so silly, but really just thinking about, okay, if I, if my class is at this time, I want to make sure that I've you know, had a good meal. I've done all the things that I want to do. So I don't have to think about that while I'm in class. I'm in a space that's not distracting and I can focus. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the case for, you know, any sort of digital audition, self-taping. The nice thing about self-taping is that you can choose, you know, when you want to do that. Um, but certainly the case for any of these workshop scenarios, but I, I've been, I've done a couple and, they worked out pretty well. Cool. That's good to know. I thought, yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious what, uh, two questions, how you think that, uh, we're going to kind of transgress after this, like whenever yeah. that may be, like what the Hollywood situation will be. And yeah. also what actors can be doing now that just doesn't feel like busy work. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I can't, I don't think anyone can predict how this is all going to unfold. Um, it's just so shocking and something that's really never happened to us before. And the strange thing is that, you know, in dark times, whether it was the recession or whatever, the industry has always come out on top. Um, you know, even in the great depression, that's where people went to see movies and we've always been able to get through hard times. And this is the first time where our industry is really, really affected. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been hearing reports on, I know Gray's today just announced that they have halted their production for good. Not like they're canceling the show, but they were in the middle of, God, I think it was season 16, I want to say. Yeah, are they 16 or 17? I, I, 16 or 17, but they were in the middle of filming and they obviously halted production. Just like my production halted and they were going to continue and they didn't. then decided, no, we're not going to continue. We're just going to air a little bit earlier and not continue. So that's a little crazy, you know, like that. Yeah. These are some unexpected turns that are happening for actors for crew members um and i know that <clears throat> the studios are losing a lot of money on films that were supposed to be released and i know that they're pushing releases there's gonna be a lot of recuperation that needs to happen and i don't see personally this is just my own opinion i don't see a lot of content being picked up as rapidly as it was before this, you yeah. know? Um, I don't really know what that means. I, I see it kind of going both ways. I see Netflix or streaming services that are doing well right now, trying to compensate for that um, or overcompensate for that. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to tell is this all just going to open up one day and we're all just going to boom, breakdowns are going to come out. You're going to start getting <laughs> in, oh, in the casting offices. Like I'm going to get five, like a million calls saying, can you do this serious? Can you, do, you know, I, I don't right. think that that's going to happen. Um, yeah, but. we were, a couple of us were wondering, uh, a couple of talking to some actors and we were talking about how we feel like things are, because the, uh, the networks and the studios are going to need to recuperate money. Yeah. Um, 
quickly as soon as yeah. they can, that we think things will happen, but that uh, they will need a lot of um, airspace to get things off the ground. So like a lot yeah. of bigger names to get things made mm. and that kind yeah. of stuff. So we were wondering if it was going to put a lot of us like, you know, low hanging <sighs> actors, a lot of us guest star, co-stars, um, on like a playing field to wait for a while. Yes, but there's, there's still going to be a lot of actors at the level that you're talking about that still won't do co-stars and guest stars. Cool. I'll take no, them. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like, um, because of this pandemic, all of a sudden, you know, Tom Hanks is now recovered and he's going to start doing all of those recurring guest stars that we all want. Like, that's just, you but know, like, wouldn't still... that be fun though? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, make our job a lot easier, but I, I just, <laughs> there, it's just not going to happen. You know, I do, I do think that you make some good points and I do think that they're going to have to come up with some strategies to get people to, um, pay, pay money, you know, yeah. to watch content. Um, but you know, your guess is almost as good of, as good as mine. Cause we all know kind of what damage this is doing to all of us. Um, but I don't know. There are actually some productions. I, I have some casting friends who are working right now. I've heard I mean, they're too. And I'm just like, what is, what's going on? Right. I mean, they're obviously all self tapes. But I'm like, when are your shoot dates? <laughs> you know? Right. When are you shooting? Um, you're always going to shooting next month. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you I think, think it'll be an interesting thing to track? Yeah. What do you think actors can be doing now? Um, because we're getting a lot of posts online about like, oh, do, um, do some research, to do some self yeah. tapes. What yeah. are some like targeted things that you would like yeah. to see or do yeah. in this yeah. time? So I think there's actually a lot of tangible things that actors can be doing. One kind of easy thing is I'm, I know you've been noticing and it sounds silly, but Instagram is kind of blowing up right now with a oh lot Instagram of- Instagram live is popping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much awesome free content for actors right now. And it's not just the casting director's cut. There's um, a lot of us doing these IG lives, but also- um, I've seen a lot of self-tape challenges happening and generals happening. So anyway, I, my point is to just, if you're kind of like on the fence of even being on social media or whatever, and I'm not saying you need to go and start filming TikToks or anything, <laughs> but it, there's a lot of great resources out there that you, these, I'm telling you, once this is over, this isn't gonna, they're not gonna be able to sustain these like IG lives or these challenges or these free generals that are happening happening. So take advantage of that now and awesome. retain as much information as you can. Um, also now is a really good time to kind of go down your actor checklist and make sure everything is or in order. Like I know it's a crappy time, but are your dues paid? Um, is your passport up to date? If it's not, I'm not sure there's a whole lot you can do about that right now. Anyway, you might be able to go online and figure that out. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but, um, mm -hmm. but definitely there, there's a, I like to say that there's like a, a pretty substantial checklist that you can make sure you're on top of. Is your reel updated? Obviously being a 
pretty much the top of that list. Um, are your SAG dues paid? Is your passport up to date? Um, I mean, those are kind of the big ones. And yeah. then are you staying, are you still working on your craft in the midst of all of this through self-tape challenges, through online acting classes? And even, we were talking about this the other day um, with a manager, you know, one of the best free acting classes is turning on your TV and watching some really great content, right? Yeah. Um, and we were talking about a really great study for pretty much anyone in our industry is to watch a lot of pilots. Mm -hmm. You know, I love, so I love pilots. <laughs> I know I love pilots too. It's a big time commitment to say, I need to watch this series. I need to watch this series. And it can get really, really overwhelming, but you can get a lot of, you can learn a lot by watching a pilot. Um, and so, and it's, Oh, are you still there? I think I lost you. Are you still there? Oh my gosh, yay. I lost you. So sorry. That's okay. Um, so weird. My phone had hang on, this isn't showing me. <laughs> um, my phone had like 70% when I started this and it just shut off. Oh, weird. As, yeah. It's weird. As soon as you said that, I got one of those public safety emergency alert things. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, is this, is this why? <laughs> Perfect. Well, I just paused the recording and restarted it. So we're good. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, no. I'll, I'll wrap you up. I know you probably have to get back to kids. Um, but we were talking about watching uh, pilots as a good activity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's just so much you can learn from watching a pilot you know, and I know that there's a lot of content out there. So this is kind of a less overwhelming way to watch a lot of great content and just watching actors, new actors, established actors. Um, you know, those are just all things you can do to kind of keep, keep up with the work. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So if everyone, which I'm sure, listen, I don't know if you guys are blowing up yet, but this I think is going to, you're going to be so busy with this <laughs> casting director's cut. <laughs> How awesome. does it work? Are you assigned, are you, when you um, uh, submit to it, are you assigned to a different casting director? How does it work? Yeah. So it's all based on availability. Okay. Um, so, you know. So now's a good time. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Now's a good time. So we're all, you know, casting directors. Um, we all have a very similar perspective on reels and in just the process in general. Um, but it's based on all of our availability. So, um, you know, whatever time and date you're looking for, you're basically just going to be assigned one of us that's available at that time. Awesome. I yeah. like that too, because then it won't feel like you're someone's second project kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're all going to give the same advice. We're all going to say the same things. Um, right. So it's, it's really just about who, who's going to be available at the time that you need them. This is so awesome. And if you, uh, I'm going to tell everyone now and later, you guys should follow the Instagram because there's been, every time I get on, it's like going live with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, it's you guys are just fun. Laughing. It's been really fun. 
it, yeah, it's nice. It's really like questions. pretty cool. Yeah. And people ask really yeah. good questions. I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. I it, Instagram has become its own streaming service. For sure. <laughs> you oh my know. God. In so many ways. <laughs> I, know. I know. Only a matter oh of time. Um, is there anything else you want to leave anyone with? Um, this is probably going to go up uh, the beginning of April uh, okay. as a bonus episode. Um, so I don't know what the world is going to look like at the beginning of April. Gosh, but I hope it looks a lot better. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, hopefully we're all in a better place. Um, but if not, if, if, you know, you're listening to this and we're still in the same spot we're in now, I mean, April's not that far away, so it is likely. Um, I really just encourage you. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different opinions out there. Um, and I'm sure everyone is just really overwhelmed with their own thoughts on what's happening in the world, what the future holds. And that's scary, you know? So just try to focus on a little bit at a time. You know, when talking about having a structure for yourself, having a schedule for yourself, coming up with a list of goals, know that you're not going to cross everything off on your to-do list every day. And that's okay. And to just focus on three things a day. And I promise you that will add up and it'll feel really good and help you feel even really positive and help your mind stay as, you know, not spiraling <laughs> as possible. <laughs> That's kind of how many things a day I felt like I could accomplish. It's weird. I used yeah. to do 700 things a day and now right I now I feel like I can, I, I have so much time and I can accomplish like one <laughs> task. I know, but that's good. Even, <laughs> even one, you know, if you can, and I always try to start with the hardest not necessarily the hardest, but the things that you really are avoiding yes. at all costs. Start with that first because you'll feel really accomplished. And then everything after your to-do list will seem like a piece of cake. Oh, I love that. Uh, where do people go to find the Casting Director's Cut? Um, so it's just the castingdirectorscut.com is the website. And then um, all of our IG parties are happening <laughs> on our Instagram, which is also just the Casting Director's Cut. Awesome. And if actors have questions for you, it's good to pop into a live or into the comments on Instagram. Is that a good place to find you? Yeah. Onto the live um, comments too. And then they can also email us on the website through the contact us form. And we usually get back to them pretty quickly. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, cool. I'm going to end this recording. Thank okay. you. All right, guys, that wraps up this bonus episode. Thank you so much, Romani, for sitting down and talking to us through our computers. I'm really excited to get to meet you in person soon. Guys, don't forget you use code BROKE10 to get $10 off your package from the Casting Director's Cut. And even if that's not something you can do right now, I recommend following them on Instagram because they are doing tons and tons of good quality live content on there. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing this podcast, rating and reviewing it, all the good stuff you have plenty of time for right now. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks.